Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Got it. Here in the corner, Luca. Oh, damn! How did he do it? How did he do it? That is Luca Magic! Oh, no, 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 no. I take my chances, yeah. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls off three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! No, 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 no. I take my chances, yeah. I do for you when I'm saying it, yeah. Capella switched on to Luca. Luca with the step back three. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Welcome back for another episode of the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. I forgot to mention on the last episode, but we did hit episode number 20. That's a fun milestone as we've continued to grow this podcast. Um, and we're looking forward to the next 20 and the next 20 and the next 20 as we, as we continue to grow. And Michael, we, we, we talked about it last time. Um, the Jason Kidd hire and the Nico Harrison hire. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we now have the official announcement. We, yes. we, it was weird. It wasn't, we weren't, we weren't certain of how it was going to go. We now have the official announcement of the hire and Mark Cuban has publicly acknowledged it and everything. Um, gone on a podcast and talked about it before they've had a presser about it. I don't know. The, the whole thing's been so weird. But, uh, yeah, we haven't had a presser yet. Um, I believe they said that that presser is probably coming next week. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, we, we finally have some stability in the Mavs organization again. Yeah, man. Well, hey, it's not Mark Cuban if it's not weird, okay? I mean, that's just that's just how the gentleman thinks, man. Hey, every G- GM's got their got their way of doing things, but hey, sometimes when you're a Mass fan, all you need is what's the word? Con- confirmation. Basically, that's what we got on Monday. We got confirmation that we do indeed have Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd. So. Hey, they're officially Mavericks fans. You know, we got a viral picture going crazy about, you know, Finley, Harrison, Kidd, and Cuban at lunch. Uh, I'm not sure if they were eating because all I saw was water and paperwork. So clearly they were there on how to run the organization, improve the roster. So, hey, I mean, they're officially here, and it's time to get to work. Man, I would pay so much money to be able to be a fly on the wall for that for that lunch Dude, conversation. Man, I, if I, was I would love to date, know what they were talking about. If I was there on the date, I would have just been like, sorry, baby, this this was your day, but I'm sorry. I got I, I gotta figure out something. So I would have pulled a chair up. I'm like, all right, guys. So how are we gonna do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pull your chair up, or order some drinks, some yeah. some food, and just and just chop it up with them. But yeah, they that picture went viral and I guess like I, that picture, I mean, it's not really any big news, like breaking news. The right. brain trust of the Mavs is on speaking terms. Like that's not, it's not a big deal, but I, it was kind of cool to see like that was the first picture of the next era of the Mavericks. I think Rick Carlisle leaving was the final nail in the coffin of we're leaving behind the old era of the Mavs. And although, I mean, I guess you could also counterpoint. You could also argue that you aren't really leaving behind the old era of the Mavs when your new coach was the point guard of the 2011 team and he's going to hire the backup point guard of the 2011 team as an assistant. So it, it, it depends on how you're looking at it. Either way, I do think a change of scenery, a change of voice will be good for the Mavs. And right. uh, I guess that's what we wanted to get into was 
the effect of Jason Kidd on this roster, and now granted, I don't think anyone outside of Luca is safe on this roster on as far as who could be traded, who could be let go, all that good stuff. Um, but just in terms of how to handle relationships with these players throughout the grind of a season, um, Jason Kidd as a fit with the Mavs. And I, I did see it. Uh, someone put it out there where uh, on Twitter the other day, where in light of Monty Williams making the finals with the Suns, where he got fired from New Orleans 10 years, or I don't know if it was 10 years ago, but 10 years ago, he was in New Orleans and had the head job there and failed and didn't do well. And then he's grown from it. He's become one of the best coaches in the league. Um, I, I think what, seeing the Suns do what they're doing with Monty Williams is great reason for optimism for as far as like how much different of a coach Jason Kidd can be as he was at his other stops. But back to his fit with this roster and especially Luca, I think that the way it, I, I don't think Rick Carlisle was lying, and and I, I kind of agree with him on how Luca and Jason Kidd are very similar. And I think if anyone out there is able to attest how similar they are as a person, I think it would be Rick Carlisle who coached both of them for years and years. Uh, and he's the only person that's in the, on the world in the world that's coached both of them. And so I, I, I think he'll, I'm excited to see how he meshes with Luca personality wise. Cause I do think JK will be able to relate with him a lot. Yeah. I mean, when, when it comes to Jay Kidd, I mean, Mark Cuban talked about it a little bit when it comes to relationships and, and all this stuff. Look, I mean, I'm not going to get into this Rick Carlisle BS, man. I mean, I'm just not going to get into that. I'm tired of talking about him. But when it comes to Jason Kidd, you're bringing in a fresh voice. It may not be a fresh voice to us as fans, but it's going to be a fresh voice to these young players. That's what it's going to be because these players don't know Jason Kidd. They haven't played with Jason Kidd. They didn't play under Jason Kidd. It's going to be a fresh voice to them. And yeah, there's talks of JJ Barea is a likely candidate for Jason Kidd's staff. Jason Terry is a name that is out there. It hasn't been speculated or anything, but it's out there. So, you know, we're going to see how this uh, coaching staff comes along. I'm still praying and hoping to God that Jamal Mosley somehow finds his way back to Dallas. Uh, even though it's been reported many times, uh, it's expected for him to, to leave. I think that bridge is Orlando. probably burned. That bridge is uh, burned. I think uh, look, man, we'll see. It's more like, here's my thing. I, I, I bet you it's more, that bridge is more burned with Rick than it is with the Mavs. No, the bridge with Rick is demolized. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like what, what Moses did. He split the complete oceans. Like you're no longer touching each other. It's not coming back. You know, I'm going to create a walkway here. It, it, there's no going back. Okay. That, that has been reported many times, not just by Tim McMahon, not just by Tim Cato. Many people have come out and support that they're hearing the same thing. I believe them. So, but when it comes to that, I think you can sit down and probably talk with them. Hey man, look, this is just where we went with it, you know, to make it up, man. I mean, here, we want to make you our top assistant and we're going to give you more money. We're going to give you head coach money. How about that? I mean, I mean, this isn't a Jamal Mosley podcast, but I want him back in Dallas because Orlando looking like they're going to hire someone else. We don't know what new Orleans is going to do. Blazers already got their guy. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But when it comes to a fresh voice, this is what we need. And when it comes to the similarities, again, Jason Kidd is going to have a lot of basketball IQ um, to, to teach Luca. And what Mark Cuban spoke on today is that when you, when you have relationships, because relationships has been talked about a lot, even well before the Jason Kidd hiring or even the speculation of Jason Kidd. Um, we talked about relationships, relationships. Well, when you have a great relationship and a great personal professional relationship, there's a great respect from that player to that coach. And when that coach talks to said player, that player is going to have a bigger urge to go out there and get it done for his guy. That's what it's going to be about. So, 
KP wasn't going to go out there and do it for Rick Carlisle. Luka Doncic wasn't going to go out there and do it for Rick Carlisle, although I do think he handled it a lot better than, you know, the situation was bad. And now that we know how bad it was, I think it was a good sign that Luka handled it the way it was. Yeah, there was an outburst. There was an outburst against Rick one time in a timeout, but he didn't go in the press conferences and say maybe we should be coached different. He didn't do any of that. So I I like – he, he handled it better than a lot of superstars in the NBA. 22 year old. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 22. Anyways. Yeah, so on. there's a good thing there. Um, but yeah, that's what it's going to be about the X's and O's. I'm still very interested when it comes to this press conference. I want Jason Kidd to get a question about how do you plan on using KP? How do you plan on that? Because I've said it many times, man. I don't know how many times I'm going to keep saying it, but I still believe in KP. I still believe in that. Um, there, this dysfunction between it's Luka in there and somewhere. KP, yeah, it's this, in this there somewhere. Dysfunction between Luca and KP. It's been reported that it's not personal. It's nothing that they don't like about each other as men. It's about what this on court stuff was you know there was that report immediately after the playoffs uh porzingis is jealous or he's uh frustrated because luca's not involving his guys or stuff like that and you know there's just a lot of frustration there from a strategy coaching standpoint well now i want to hear what his opinion is on trying to get luca and kp back on the same page because it wasn't a problem in 2020 it wasn't a problem in the bubble but now it's a problem for some reason and maybe the injury had a little bit to do with that so and is kp a little bit soft okay yeah he is but what superstar isn't what star isn't i mean not everyone can be jimmy butler now come on now there's only (laughs) one jimmy butler so i'm interested to see what kind of questions he's going to get obviously i do expect him to get some other uh outside questions as well but I really want to see from an X's and O's standpoint from where they stand right now, mainly uh, projecting to Luca and KP, how are they going to get these guys on the same page again? If that's in their cards, if they're legitimately talking about, man, I want, we're going into the season with KP on our roster, or they're talking about, look, man, I just want to move KP. I want to look into packages. Okay, then. But I really want to see what Jason Kidd's plan is to get Luca and KP back on the same page. Cause they were there, they were on the same page, but somewhere along the line, a strategy, a coaching strategy came into play and messed it all up. So, yeah. and as well, these two guys also need to sit down and talk. I'm not saying they haven't done that already, but I would like to see where this, where this goes between Luca and KP. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we're going to find out a lot of things during the press or whenever that may be. Um, we're going to learn a lot about, well, obviously how this whole thing came together and we're, we're, we're going to learn a lot about, you know, what they plan to do in the off season, because, uh, usually when a player's on the hot seat of being traded or something like that, um, you know, it in how the GM talks about them. If, like, like, for example, with how, with how Daryl Morey was asked in his postseason presser about the future of Ben Simmons. And he just kept saying, yeah, we're going to try and get like our, like we're going to do whatever gives us the best chance to win. Uh, and didn't really back Ben Simmons much. Uh, I think we're going to find out a lot about how serious they are about keeping KP around and making this work. I mean, obviously yeah. talk is cheap and We've seen GMs and teams completely go back on their word before. I'm not saying it's hundred percent, but yeah, if they, if they come out and they're talking about like how they plan to use KP, like, like, yeah, we're going to, if they, if they talk about KP a lot, I think that's going to be a really good indication on what they plan to do with him this year um, or this off season, because everyone has been talking so much and it's kind of echo what you were saying about, you know, you might want to give them another chance. Everyone's been talking a lot about, um, I was Twitter about KP trades as if like, it's a certainty he's going to be traded. I, if you put a gun to my head and said, will KP be a Maverick at the start of the 2021 season? I think I would say yes, just because 
I think they might give this another run. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with that decision, but given his contract and given, do you really want to trade him at his lowest value? You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on is how they speak about KP and how they plan to use him. And that's honestly a, gr- a great segue into like talking about Jason Kidd as a relationship guy with talking about the KP and Luca dynamic. I, I think that maybe the combination of Carlisle and Luca and KP caused a lot of friction. I'm interested in maybe the more I've thought about it, the more I've been open to let running it back with KP some in that, you know, let's at least give the new regime, new voices a chance to work with him and see if you can unlock it from him because there was a lot of, it was clear. There's a lot of friction between Luca Carlisle and KP going both ways, all three of them. It was clear. Something was awry there. And if, if Jay Kidd is able to navigate that and be able to, you know, bring out the best in KP and, you know, sort of light a fire under him. I was listening to the ticket in Dallas last week and um, it was earlier this week, actually, by the way, it doesn't really matter. They were talking about this old story of how Chris, they're talking about Chris Middleton and how he became Chris Middleton. Cause he, people forget he wasn't drafted by the bucks. He was a second round pick with the Pistons then got, then got sent to the Bucks as a throw-in and a deal. And uh, when Jason Kidd was hired in Milwaukee, one of the first things he did and acted on was like, we need more out of Chris Middleton. That guy can be special. And one practice, Kidd just berated him and saying, you you suck. You can do more. Like, you were just, just completely laid into him. And Middleton said, like, he loved it. It made him better. It made him, you know, middle, he was always kind of a reserved guy. And then he fired back at kid and kid loved it. And then it brought out the best in Middleton. And I'm not saying kids, the reason Middleton's become what he's become, but Middleton has spoken about like how kid kind of lit a fire under him and showed that like he can do more. And maybe kid can have that type of effect on, on KP because um, the more I've thought about it in that respect and at least giving them a chance, cause I mean, you still have the trade deadline. You can still make trades in season. I am becoming more open to the idea of KP being a Maverick in 2021. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're coming around. Uh, cause I mean, if, if Rick stayed or like if Donnie stayed, I'm pretty sure he would be yeah, leaving. I would agree. Um, I agree. He, or he, yeah, he was, he would be leaving, but I mean, again, we still need to see what this response from Nico, Jason, Mark, whatever it is. I mean, Mark saying KP is who he is. I'm sure that didn't make KP happy all that much. That wasn't uh, a ringing endorsement. <laughs> nah, it was not a ringing endorsement. So uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be, I mean, to see how it goes from there. It's it's gonna be crazy, you know. Like you said, everybody outside of Luca is available. As much as I want to keep Dorian here, I mean, if he's the deal breaker for a possible Damian Lillard, then I'm sorry, but I love you so much. But I'm packing your bags for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, man. I, I I just gotta. Hey, I mean, th- this isn't a free agency pod, but there's other options that we'll look into uh you know going forward so yeah i think when it comes to kp it's gonna be it's gonna be good i think in my opinion yeah there's there's definitely a long way to go there um and like i said we'll know a lot more after we hear their press and hear them talk about plans and all that stuff that they'll discuss in the press i'm sure friend of the pod brad townsend will fire all sorts of great questions at them um (laughs) Speaking of podcasts, uh, Mark Cuban, I touched on earlier. Mark Cuban went on a went on a uh, on a podcast. I believe it was the Victory Pod with um, God. I, I can't think of the host of the pod. It's certain. It's like kind of big names. Anyways, Cuban talked a lot about it about the J Kid hire, and he said they were trying to emulate the Steve Nash hire in Brooklyn, and he emphasized the importance of relationship management and he talked about how he always believed that x's and o's 
gurus were the way to go in the NBA as a coach. And now he's kind of opened his eyes to more of like, a, you know, you need, you need relationship guys to be able to manage throughout the grind of a season. And he referenced like the visual of uh, Steve Nash hugging KD after that absurd game five on um, just that type of manager. Because like, I, I just couldn't picture Rick hugging Luca like that after a, after a big win. Um, it, what, what were your thoughts on what Cuban said about equating the kid higher to the Nash hire? Because like, I, I liked it in certain respects because Steve Nash, he, he got a lot of, he caught a lot of flack and rightfully so, because I'm not sure how great of a coach Steve Nash is. I, I'm, I'm not sure how good of an X's and O's guy, how just good of a coach he is, but man, did he have, did he have to, relationship manage his ass off in in Brooklyn because I mean he had to handle a locker room with three of arguably the most biggest arguably three of the biggest and some would say the most toxic personalities in the NBA and James Harden who's had his fair share of history Kyrie Irving is the weirdest dude in the NBA and KD is just a loose cannon and it Steve Nash I he gets, and again, like I said, he rightfully gets a lot of flack about his shortcomings as an actual coach. But in terms of being able to manage that locker room, I think he does need to be applauded a little bit because of, like I said, those are three massive personalities to try and manage. And they were a fantastic team. Injuries aside, if if Brooklyn, the way the playoffs are shaping up, I know this is a Mavs podcast, and we haven't really we haven't really mentioned the playoffs or anything else going on in the league since the Mavs got knocked out. I think you're crazy if you look at how these playoffs have played out and say if Brooklyn was reasonably healthy, they moonwalked to the title. They and, it, and I'm glad they didn't because I'm not saying I'm glad they got hurt, but I'm almost glad it's played out this way just because if Brooklyn had stayed healthy and everyone else was hurt, this would be the most boring playoffs of all time where Brooklyn just destroys everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a phenomenal team, injuries aside. And I – I, I think the equation of the kid hire to the Nash hire is interesting. Um, what were your thoughts on how Cuban phrased all that? Yeah, I think, well, when you're a new coach shortly after your playing career, look, I mean, if you want to throw criticism, throw criticism, but it's not the first time it's happened. Go look at Derek Fisher. Go look at our own Jason Kidd. I mean, these guys were coaches immediately after their basketball career. So yeah. Steve Nash is off to a better start than Derek Fisher was. Um, Jason Kidd, I think, has had a better tenure than Derek Fisher. So this kind of stuff is going to is going to happen. It's just how it is, especially when you're retiring from the game at 41 years old so much knowledge so much potential and you know they're gonna keep growing and like you said when it came to relationships Steve Nash this is what I mean when I said last week it's not too much about who you have on the sideline it's about who you have on the court okay is Steve Nash I don't know uh I haven't I'm not in the huddle I don't hear him talk basketball I don't I don't know these things so is he the group? Is he a top ten X's and O's coach? I don't know, um, but what he did is exactly what you hit the nail on the head with. He managed these guys well. He instilled confidence in the young guys. Yeah, help. Blake Griffin was an afterthought in this game, and now he started playing much better than he did yeah. in Detroit. That was the best he, he looked here. in years. That that is the best that he looked. And Steve Nash installed that motivation in him that's what you need on your sideline a guy that is going to believe in his guys manage his guys at the same time while not losing the locker room that's the biggest thing and like you said the way he hugged kevin durant after what was it game seven i want to say um i mean if it was after a loss i mean he he consulted his star player who was healthy Mm -hmm. and he did what he needed to do. So when it comes to Jason Kidd, I'm looking for a little bit of the same. How are you going to manage your guys? How are you going to build them up? Because again, for right now, this is a young roster. So 
we'll we'll see where it goes, man. I'm going to be looking for a little bit of the same thing. I want to see how he manages this team, not just Luca. I know we predicate a lot of things on Luca, but if you just focus on Luca, that's going to create other problems with other players as well. So it's going to be about how he balances it as a coach and what he's learned from, from his previous two tenures. Yeah. His learning from his previous two tenures is the biggest thing I'm looking for because a lot has changed since his last, you know, go around and um, one thing that's really encouraging to me is seeing how highly all these great players around the league have spoken of him. I think LeBron said something along the lines of uh, he's one of he, LeBron. I, I don't want to misquote him, so I'm not going to try and quote him. But LeBron has had some effusively high praise for Jason Kidd. Um, in terms of what he brings as a coach and as a basketball mind. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like managing those relationships is going to be everything for a young team, especially if he sticks around um, managing the dynamic of Luca and KP, um, because obviously that's a dicey situation and that's putting it nicely. Um, you know, and no matter who they bring in kids going to have to be able to light a fire under them, but also be able to manage relationships through the grind of a season. And I'm, I've slowly come around on the kid hire, not from a domestic violence perspective, not from a X's and O's perspective, but like if it had been kid and Michael Finley, I would have been sick to my stomach, but I think kid and Nico Harrison is a very good fit for the Mavs just in terms of them as a dynamic in terms of it's clear that this organization is going to put a much bigger emphasis on relationships and, you know, maintaining a good dynamic in a locker room because NBA personalities have never been so big. Players have never had so much power. That might be even more important than X's and O's I, I would contend right now in this new age of the NBA. So I, again, I, I still don't really love the kid hire um, in a vacuum, but in the context of Nico Harrison, I'm slowly coming around on it. And I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because of, you know, their, their dynamic with players around the league and how highly players around the league have spoken about not just Jason Kidd, but Nico Harrison as well. Tired of waking up hot and uncomfortable? Start sleeping cool on the Temper Breeze by Tempur-Pedic. It's engineered with a revolutionary cooling system that pulls excess heat away from your body to help you sleep deeper all night and wake up more refreshed every morning. During the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, save $500 on all Temper Breeze mattresses and experience your coolest sleep this summer with our best breeze savings of the year. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. I, I mean... Uh, a little bit to what remember what uh, Donnie Nelson talked about when you know when he left the Mavericks and everything and how he credited Rick Carlisle he's so adaptable uh, remember I mean the league is changing and teams ownership management have to adapt to these players that's something that I, I don't want to speak bad clearly Rick Carlisle didn't do that but I'm not sure if Donnie adjusted the way and, and we spoke on it before he was even uh before he was even fired that he's old school he sticks to his way he sticks to his guns and it never worked out so to bring in fresh faces who grew up in this league who saw these young guys come into this league they saw how everything managed how they acted how they what was their work ethic and remember if nico harrison has been seeing these young guys since they were what 12 years old so they know these guys personally, and this is Mark Cuban's way of adapting. And I give him some credit for being able to sit down 
with Nico and Nico. I, I'm there's just no way that Nico comes to the Mavericks without telling Mark, look, man, we got to do it like this. We have to establish this. I know what situation Nico's not a dumb man. He knew Uh what situation he was walking into. He knew the prior history of the Mavericks. He knew what was going on with Rick and Luca. He knew what was going on between Donnie and Bob. He knew about all that. Yeah. So for him to sit down with Mark and say whatever he said to him and Mark to open his ears and listen and hire the man and say, look, man, and he even said it in his press release, I am excited to watch this man and see where he takes us. That is adaptability. And I think because of that, it, it is in hindsight, it's it's sunrise on the horizon. It, the sun mm-hmm. is coming up. We got to see how trades come in. We got to see how free agency goes because that's what it goes through free agency. Okay. That's where it's going to, that's where they're going to make their money. So, and they're already visibly getting to work at lunch. So it's going to be about that and the change of culture is the biggest thing the biggest thing that i learned being a colts fan the culture in indy between jim mercy when he was still fighting his uh drug addictions with ryan grigson chuck pagano there was so much dysfunction so much talking behind each other's backs and then the transition happened with a man a first class man like frank reich a, a first class gm like chris ballard And now the culture just flipped upside down. The locker room is in a much better place. The workplace Mm -hmm. is in a much better place. That's how you need to go about it when you're in a position like the Mavericks are. And, hey, I mean, again, give credit to Mark Cuban for adapting, for opening his ears and being open to change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I wholeheartedly agree because Cuban did need to be adaptable and – um, it's, it, it's clear that change is happening. Um, in terms of, you touched on free agency, we did have some, not news, but interesting rumors. Um, you touched on it a few times this year, uh, throughout the year about, uh, Kawhi Leonard and, you know, you'd love him to come to the Mavs and he'd be a dream and all that great stuff. Well, we have our first Kawhi Mavs concrete rumor. And we haven't gotten this at all. Yeah, this is this is a first. We didn't even get this with Dame. Dame has not been connected to the Mavs at all. This was just Mavs Twitter being Mavs Twitter and freaking out. Um, This is the first concrete rumor of the Mavs being linked to another superstar uh, for Luca. And it was Kevin O'Connor, who I want to say, was it an article here or a report he wrote? Or was this on a podcast? I I'm not sure. Either way, his report was that executives around the league consider the Mavericks to be the most serious threat to land Kawhi Leonard in the offseason. And now he did specify that signs are pointing that he'll opt in to his contract with the Clippers. But in the event of an opt out, he did mention the heat as well as another contender, mm-hmm. but he identified the Mavericks as the most serious threat to land Kawhi in the offseason. And he cited a few reasons. The first one, obviously the presence of Luka Doncic, uh, Kawhi firsthand can testify how unbelievable Luka is both in the playoffs and just in general. Um, I, I don't think we need to get into how great of a player Luke is. We know how great of a player he is, and it's clear Kawhi does. Um, talked about the Mavericks' flexibility cap-wise. We'll be able to create some cap space um, and be able to build a really good roster around him and Luka. And uh, back to the whole reason we love the Nico Harrison hire. He has a good relationship from his Nike days with Nico Harrison. And that yes. matters big time. And all of this is probably a pointless exercise because no one knows what's going on with Kawhi. No, no one ever knows. No one has ever known what goes through that man's head. Um, yeah, I jokingly said to one of my friends the other day, he he could sign with Orlando and I wouldn't be shocked. Like Kawhi, Kawhi does what Kawhi does. He's he's one of the stranger dudes in the NBA, but. He could sign with with Orlando, but live in Miami. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he's just a, he's a strange guy. And um, I will say, I, I, with all the Dame stuff going on, so Dame wants out of, not even, he doesn't even want out. Like, there's been reports he's, he's not actively trying to get out of Portland. But Dame, with all the Dame stuff coming out about him being antsy and all that stuff, I, my eyebrows slightly raised 
And then I, if that ever got to the point where Dame has requested a trade, which I, I doubt it gets to that point, um, just because of I, – I just don't see it. Just throw him some more money. Yeah, if it ever gets to that point, then maybe I, I would like maybe sit up out of my chair a little bit as Mavs saying, right? Oh, with this Kawhi rumor, I would say I'm at that stage where I, I, I sat up in my chair a little bit, not where, and, and he said the Mavs will be making a, I believe the quote was a hard push at to get Kawhi in free agency. And I tweeted that I thought it was interesting how the way he phrased it, they will be making a hard push at him in free agency as if it was like a certainty that he'll be a free agent. Cause I keep being like, wait, no, he's has the player option. I think well, maybe that, Nico knows something. Exactly. And that's where, again, I'm not going to fire up the train and say, Oh my God, yeah. Kawhi's coming to Dallas. I, I just still a very big long shot, but I will say at the very least that rumor got me out of my seat a little bit. I, I, I certainly sat up when I saw the Kevin O'Connor report. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my thing when it comes to throwing around the term long shot or pipe dream. Okay. And even though I said pipe dream earlier in the show, but we're talking about free agency. It's not a long shot. It's just come in, have a meeting. Meeting goes well. Two sides agree. Throw the money, which the Mavericks will have. Boom. You got them. It's not a long shot, but when we're talking trade for Damian Lillard, okay, now that's a long shot because that's trade. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, every, oh my gosh, dude. What's so annoying is that every time a player is even rumored to the Mavericks, oh, with what money? Oh, we're not going to, we're going to be broke. Salary cap is a myth. Don't believe what you hear, the Mavericks are set at about $25 million if they wanted to. What, right now, go get, what, uh, Trevor Ariza. Uh, and it's, it's doable. It's, yeah, doable. It, 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 it's doable. But when you look into, okay, you declined Willie Cauley-Stein, now you're at 29, and Josh Richardson opts out. Okay, now you're at 40. So. Yeah. Now you're at 40 with a little bit of wiggle room. So you can offer what Kawhi is at 32 million right now. Offer him 34, 6 million. I imagine Nico's probably going to want a draft pick. So offload Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, someone with a big contract. Okay, boom. There you go. Now you're if, up to what? Like $18 million in cap space. And, so and, and the, the other thing is if Kawhi Leonard is coming, then you figure out a way you, you you break down every door to figure out a way if, to get Kawhi happening. Okay, or so to, when to it get com- Kawhi to Dallas happening. So when it comes to Kawhi Leonard, okay, this is what I think will probably cause the most headache, and it has nothing to do with Kawhi himself. Okay, it's his uncle. In the process of getting him here, are we gonna talk about Uncle Dennis? What the hell kind of BS is Uncle Dennis going? Uncle Dennis. <laughs> Is he going to come in and say, well, I want 70% ownership of the Mavericks. I want my private helicopter. I want you to build me a house man, with my private helicopter. I knew exactly where you I were want, going with that. I want all, <laughs> man, dude, he wanted part ownership of the Clippers. Yeah, like, my he's... man, you, Kawhi is not even the best player in the game, and you talking ownership. Like, what? Kawhi's probably leaving the Clippers in two, three years, and you're talking ownership. Yeah, that's they... probably the biggest thing. Uncle Dennis is a genius. He is a genius, but he is so damn arrogant. Yeah. Like he, this man went to Steve Ballmer. I want my private, my oh, not Kawhi's, my private jet, private helicopter, part ownership. Like, am I here to discuss the player or you? Like, what? I thought I was signing the player, not the agent. Like, this is what's going to be crazy. If, again, if Kawhi Leonard opts out, Mavericks land a meeting, what kind of BS is this man going to be on? What? That's go- That's what's going to be the biggest headache to me. Now, when it comes to if the Mavericks happen to land Kawhi Leonard, and that's if he even opts out. That's we, if we he even opts out. All, like all those, all those factors. 
I'll take the load management. I just will. That's what you're going to get from Kawhi. He's what, 28, 29 years old now? He, turned, he just turned 30. Okay, he just turned 30. That's not changing. That, that's not going to change. You're going to get load management. You're going to have 82, 82 games a season. He's going to play 65, 60. That, that, that's what you're going to get. But if you can get as long him as he's ready for the playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. if you can get him in those playoffs, and you said it, Nate, you said it a few weeks ago, it's about in this league, who is playable in the playoffs? The Etuan Moore was important to the Suns during the regular season, but we haven't seen him. He's been a ghost in the playoffs, and the Suns yeah. are taking off. So it, it, it's really about when it comes to the playoffs, and that's why, man, I really like the thought of adding Trevor Ariza in here. I, I really like that thought. But just those like three and D guys that yeah, and he's a consistent three guy. Yeah, um, in a real D guy. So, um, when it comes to Kawhi, man, I mean, is it a long shot? No. Can it happen easily? Will it happen? No. In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's staying I'm in right LA. Uh, he, he, he's staying in LA. I, I don't know why. Or, I mean, hey, things change, Here's man. The thing. Here's the thing. The way things played out in LA, I think he'll stay. Had the Mavericks beaten the Clippers, I would have said Kawhi's gone. He's out of there. But the Clippers showed real signs of progress this year, and I would venture to say that the Clippers win the NBA Finals if Kawhi doesn't get hurt. Um I no disrespect to the Suns, the Bucks, the the uh, or the Hawks. But I mean, I, if we're gonna say that about Kawhi, we have to say that about Kyrie. James, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Don't get me wrong, but right. But I think the Clippers seem to be in a lot better place at the end of the 2021 season than they were at the end of the 2020 season when they got bounced in the bubble. That there seems like Paul George is getting a lot of love for playing very well. Um, his game five performance against the Suns was nothing short of unbelievable. I I think for that reason, I think Kawhi is staying. But it is fun to dream and think about the prospects of Kawhi and Luca sharing the floor because, man, are they – I mean – if, if you think through guys across the NBA, is there a single player you could think of that would compliment Luca as well as Kawhi would? I would you know there's a case for Giannis, obviously, but from a floor spacing perspective, from a ball handling perspective, from a, just a sheer being able to carry the load offensively perspective um, from obviously from a defensive perspective. I mean that it, it, it's, I don't think there is a more perfect player that could compliment Luca than Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, in the flip side of it is if you're Kawhi, what about this Clippers team? Am I coming to clearly Paul George went off in the playoffs, but here's the thing about it. Are there upgrades coming that that's the thing. Uh, Patrick Beverly is on a expensive contract and quite frankly, he's just not worth that money. He's just yeah. not. And I remember, I remember, you know, remember when we were talking about, man, we're going to get Pat Bev. We, yep. we want Pat Bev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got a boatload of money in LA and we're just like, damn, man, the NBA really be overpaying these players, man. Um, <laughs> and still literally Luca made him unplayable. He literally, he didn't have to put hands on him. He didn't have to say anything to him. He wasn't even on the same team. He wasn't in the coaching staff. He made Patrick Beverly unplayable. Yeah. So with your Kawhi, you're coming to that and you're saying, well, if I'm opting in, I need a commitment from you, Steve Ballmer, that we got to get better. I got love from my man, Pat, but that Pat, that contract, gotta go that contract for what canard or morris or zubat who's on a contract that's gotta go yeah they Create gotta figure more space out. and reggie jackson is a free agent and you really think reggie jackson is gonna settle for the league minimum again no yeah, and he just he just earned himself about dude, 16 million the the maverick the mavericks win that series if reggie jackson isn't i mean reggie jackson was supremely important to what the clippers did in the postseason this year yeah um they don't get as far as they do without reggie jackson i they don't get past the mavericks without reggie jackson reggie jackson killed the mavericks that whole series and 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that Kawhi definitely has some soul searching to do in terms of what he wants because um, from his perspective, perspective, obviously we're a little bit biased, but he has a pretty enticing option uh, down in Dallas joining forces with the next face of the NBA. I mean, that would be an unbelievable duo. I would contend that that would be the best duo in the NBA. Um, there, there's just so much that I, we're getting way into the weeds here of just pipe dreaming here as fans about thinking about Kawhi and Luca sharing the floor together in a playoff game. That would just be unbelievable. Um, but they, but what I also worry about before we start to wrap this up was thinking about the disaster that could happen. Because if you go all in, let's say Kawhi opts out. If you go all in on Kawhi Leonard, you go all in sign or you, you just keep your, keep your powder dry, go to the pitches. He takes his sweet time deciding and he doesn't sign with Dallas. Well, that would be a complete and just abject disaster on so many fronts because by that point, all the good free agents are gone and you're just left there. You're left hanging at the altar. And so that's the biggest thing that terrifies me, man, is that we'll see. Here's it, the thing. And now if it gets to that, I'd be happy if it got to that point. I would take that right now if we get to the point where, oh, my God, we have a real chance at Kawhi. But on the flip side, that is a terrifying downside if you get left at the altar again. So here's the flip side to that, though. We're under new management. We're under new management. That was Donnie Nelson's way. All right. Telling agents, hey, man, can you can you tell your guy to wait off for a minute? I'm trying to get word from this guy before we move forward. OK, well, I'll check back with you tomorrow. Hey, any word? Nah, man, I got still still waiting on word. All right, man, we're going to go somewhere else. That was his way. How is Nico's way going to be? How is Michael Finley's way going to be? Are you going to try and secure it now? Or are you really going to take that chance of like, at first we had a chance between Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. Now we have a chance or now we have a choice between freaking Reggie Bullock and Trevor Ariza. Like that, that's just, you got to pick your poison. That's why they're doing their homework. Who are they going to go hard at? I mean, it's already being reported. Tim Hardaway could be heading to Miami and I mean, quite frankly, Miami can have him. Miami I, I, can have him. I and I think Timmy's gone. T- t- they can have him. I, I have been Timmy's consistent be on this. If it is between Kyle Lowry or Tim Hardaway Jr., I'm going Kyle Lowry. If it is between Norman Powell or Tim Hardaway, I am absolutely going with Norman Powell. Oh yeah. If it's between Demar Derozan or Tim Hardaway Jr., I'm going with Demar Derozan. That's just that's just how it is. I love Timmy, man. He has so much heart so much passion he wears it on his sleeve but he is who he is one night he goes 35 the next night he goes eight one of 11 from three five of 21 from the field that's just not gonna get you far in the playoffs as the second or third best player so if he goes to miami if he goes to miami best of luck to you man you got the bag uh Best of luck, man. Go play out. You're going to be in the East, so I don't care what you do. But I want Norman Powell, man. I want Norman Powell so bad. If we're going to fill that number two, man, dude, give me freaking Norman Powell. He was the closer for the Raptors. He was a player for the Blazers, but Damian and CJ hogged the ball a lot. He's going to be the secondary ball handler to set guys up and to create his own shot. He is yeah. much more consistent. He's a better defender. And, I mean, we talk about all that. We'll, we'll get into all this free agency stuff later on um, next week. But when you're talking about where we go from here, man, I mean, it, it's – oh, my gosh, dude. A Raptor reunion. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan were That'd one be of fun. the best – were one of the best one-two punches in the league. They always ran up against LeBron James. And – their Raptors team was never truly strong. They weren't. They had to go up against not only LeBron James, but Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. They had to go up against those guys as well. Yeah. But now if they can come together and say, hey, man, now we got a phenom. Now we got a 22-year-old dog who's averaging 29, 8, and 8 a night. 
Let's yeah, go get with this guy, man. There's a lot of possibilities for them. Um, and it certainly doesn't end with uh, the prospect of Kawhi being uh, in a Maverick uniform. It's not Kawhi or nothing. That's that's the good part. That, that, that's the good news. Um, if Kawhi opts in, it's not all over for the Mavs. Um, as we wrap this up, one one last thing I did want to touch on that uh, we, we talked about bringing up on the pod was uh, Luca playing for the Slovenian national team. Now, granted, there's other Mavericks playing on their respective national teams. Dwight Powell with Canada, uh, Nico Melli with Italy, uh, Boban with, um, God, Serbia? Serbia, yes. Serbia, okay, okay. I wanted to make sure I had that right. Um, And Luca with uh, Slovenia. I'm not sure if I forgot anybody, but uh, the big one is Luca with Slovenia. And I know you said you haven't had a chance to watch them. Um, Highly recommend checking out some of the highlights. I (laughs) happened to wake up early enough the other day to watch them. Uh, I I, I caught the first half of their game and Luca didn't play a lot in the second half against Angola. It was a blowout, but it has been fun to watch Luca play for Slovenia. A few observations I've had. Um, he is doesn't saying much here, but he's the best player on the floor by a mile. He's toying with these guys and he's having the time of his life playing for his country. It's I, I think it's been fun to see. We saw a lot of some mopiness with Luca throughout this year um, at times. I think it's been fun to see him just play with like the pure childlike joy that we got used to watching him play with. Um, it's clear he's having the time of his life representing his country who doesn't have much of a history of success in the Olympics. Um, and so they're going to have a chance. I, I imagine they'll be able to get an Olympic qualifying spot, um, which would be a very big deal for Slovenia as a country um, and just Slovenia basketball as a whole. Um, but as far as Luca's concerned, like I said, he's playing loose. He's playing fun. He's just dishing the rock. Mate, I can't remember how many assists he's had in each game, but I, I, I want to say his last I think few 26. games. Yeah. He, he's had, he's averaging around 10 assists a game, just, and th- that's in not very many minutes either. Um, he's just putting up big numbers and not a lot of minutes. They blew out Angola. They blew out, I want to say, Poland today. Um, he's just playing free and easy, man. Uh, he's – and it, it, I know it's not with the Mavs, but all feels right in the world when you're watching Luka Doncic play competitive basketball again. That it, It's been a treat to watch, and I'm certainly going to be – Obviously, with the Olympics, I'm going to love watching Team USA together. And it's not as strong of a Team USA as we've seen in years past. But I still love watching all those guys play together. And I'm going to have a special eye on how Slovenia does in the if they're able to qualify in the Tokyo Olympics. But point of all this being, Michael, I think you should really check out the Slovenian team because not just Luka, the Slovenian team as a whole is a lot is a lot of fun to watch. They play very together. They're very professional in how they carry themselves. Um, it's very clear they like each other a lot. Uh, they have great chemistry. They seem to be very well coached. Uh, they, the Slovenian team is a lot of fun. And obviously a lot of that has to do with Luca. But I, the biggest surprise to me, Luca side, was how, how fun the rest of the team is. And I, I'm not going to act like I can name a lot of the other. I know Dragic is with them, but I'm not going to act like I know their roster or know their names. But just right. really watching them as a basketball fan, they're a lot of fun. So basically my observations from um, two, two observations is number one, uh, sign Mike Toby. Okay? <laughs> he's he's um, been a star of Mavs Twitter. Yeah, but I, I mean, I see how he gets up on these lobs. You, you think he could be in the NBA? No. How, how low no he way. gets on these lobs, man. There's no way. <laughs> There's no, no way, way dude. No he, way. Would, he would get destroyed in the inside. But um, hey, man. Someone needs to tell me or sell me one of these jerseys. If there's Dude, not that one was the next thing I, I wanted to about talk about. Team, <laughs> if there's not, if if, the, if I haven't watched a lick of this Slovenian basketball team, damn it, I've seen their jerseys, and they probably have the most clean jerseys in all of the Olympic. Man, I those don't jerseys are so damn. clean. I don't give a damn what the team USA got going on. I don't care about that. I want to know. How the hell does that jersey sell out in 40 minutes? Dude, it was less than that. It sold out in 25 minutes. Dude, like, golly, can you imagine, like, how many did they have in stock? Again, because, like, I'm not trying to, like, I I wouldn't 
say be stereotypical or anything, but how many jerseys do, jerseys do they have ready in Slovenia? Like they wouldn't be on the as much as demand as they would in Man, the United States. They, they, I just think his stardom has take has reached that point. Those are some those jerseys were really really those clean, jer- and you gotta you gotta think that they're coming with more. You have to think. Yeah, I they mean, have to. The man. money I mean, that is gonna be in there. Yeah, they, th- those are some really really clean jerseys. Those are really um, clean. Hey, Team Canada, shout out Dwight Powell. I mean those those are also clean jerseys. Clean too. Those yeah. are good. So, hey, man, I need to get my hands on one of these. Uh, I, I have to. And when I pull up to the pickup game at Yeti Park or whatever I need to go to, everybody going to know. They're not going to know what the <laughs> they're not going to know what the jersey is saying, but they're going to see Doncic on the back of it. And they're man, that's Slovenia. Hell yeah, Slovenia. I don't know what these advertisement patches are on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know any of that. Clean. Yeah, <laughs> it still looks clean. I'll still buy it. I'll still give them their $10 endorsements and everything like that for buying their jersey with their ad on it. So, man, I got to get my hands on one of these jerseys. Man, I was fully prepared to buy it, but when I couldn't find it on the ad, and I think I was probably maybe I was by the about time two it hours. was posted. By the time it was posted, I was probably like three hours late. Yeah, so I was about two hours late. Yeah, I, was I just late showed up to work. Yeah, they those jerseys are clean, man. Um, and that's I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it that way, but I guess that's another layer to the offseason coverage. We're gonna bring you guys on this podcast. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about any Mavs news going on, any rumors, any potential free agents. Uh, I believe next week um, or the week after, we're planning on doing a just a free agency special where we, again, barring any big news, um, we're gonna talk about you know get in depth on different players we like for the team. Uh, because obviously we've discussed a ton of guys that could be potential fits for this team. Um, but yeah, I guess the Olympics is another fun way to get yourself through the off season because there's gonna be a lot of good basketball played over there in Tokyo. Um, and the star of the franchise, Luka Doncic is going to be over there as well as other Mavericks. Dwight Powell's going to be playing Boban, uh, Nico Melli. There's a lot of guys that are going to be doing their thing over in Tokyo. Um, so Again, if you haven't, check out Slovenia. Uh, they play oh man, one set. I'm, I'm going to look it up. but They just played back-to-back, didn't they? Yeah. So they're two games um, into the qualifiers. How, how does this work? Is it, like I, the, is it like soccer? I don't know. I think it's similar to soccer. Um, okay, yeah, they play Venezuela tomorrow at 8.30 a.m., so they're playing three games back to back. Uh, no, they had today off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because okay. so they played Poland yesterday, and Luca played well. They, they play Venezuela. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of their schedule. I'm not entirely. I'm not gonna act like I know how these qualify. Right, right. <laughs> All I know is is they Luka have a game coming up. Yeah, I want to say I saw that they play Latvia at some point, and KP isn't playing with them. But oh yeah, um, that 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 would be very interesting. Um, but these games are also accessible. You don't have to, you don't have to go find some, um, some random site with a random stream for these games. Uh, these are on ESPN plus, I believe. So make, make sure to check out Luca and Slovenia. Obviously again, yeah, I, 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 I keep saying it. it. I, I, I keep saying, check out other, uh, all the other Mavericks, but it is all about Luca. So yeah, I said it already. 10 out of 10 recommend watching the Slovenia national team. Um, with all that said, we will talk to you guys next week on the Mavs fans for life podcast. We're going to get into some more free agency stuff and uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Mavs land, new hires. I'm sure we'll have a presser next week mm-hmm. with everything. I'm sure we'll have more crazy rumors and uh, we'll have more uh, Luca Olympics to talk about. So a lot of stuff going on in Mavs land, man. I'm excited to keep covering it with you. All right, man. Well, hey, if I was if, if KP was playing and those two were about to meet in the Olympics, man, that'd be must see TV. I would <laughs> it would be must see TV. But, but here's the extent I would take to it. I would dead everything in the water. I would dead it all before we play. And I would say, hey, man, we all know our fans are watching back home. Let's make it interesting. Let's say I go to the drive and I let you block it and. You know, let, let's start chirping at each other. And then after the game, let's just dab each other up, take a picture together, and let's just let's just play with the people. Let's just fool with the people. 
Because yeah, be one hour, be every one hour, oh, man, they hate each other. They're getting traded. And then another hour later, all oh, their best friends now. Ha, it was a hoax. Ha, gotcha. Psych. Like, yeah, that, that's how I would go about it, just to be petty. So that that, that would be fun for sure. Um, but KP is focused on re, re, uh, rehab, evolving his right. game, evolving his game and rehabbing. So he's focused on being a better player, which I am actually happy to see. And what about Luca, man? Are those those shoulders are starting to pop out over yeah, that he, fat? He, yeah, yeah, he's de- definitely looking a little bit more in shape than he did at definition. The of the yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that all of this has been great to see, and uh, it's been great to see how he's been playing for Slovenia and how that team's looked as a whole. Um, again, with all that said, uh, it was great talking to you as always, Michael. Absolutely. And barring any Mavs bombs where we need to do an emergency pod, I know, and again, we've been liable to have a few of those recently. I think those are done um, for. Right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're safe on the Mavs bombs, but never say never. Yeah. Um, so, barring any Mavs bombs, we will talk to you guys next week on the Mavs You'll never believe it. I mean, I hardly could. Kohl's has epic deals right now, and they're going to make for an epic 4th of July. I got the cutest $6.99 Americana tees, $19.99 Tech Gear shorts for me, and Toastmaster kitchen gadgets for less than 10 bucks. I even got Kohl's cash and picked up my order in less than an hour. So yeah, cue the fireworks, because these savings are definitely worth celebrating. Select style sale ends July 4th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.